0: I was in the process of eating my key lime pie I have a, I of- a whole pie like- <laughs> <laughs> why are you asking so many questions
1: <laughs> I, cause I want pie
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were selling mini pies at the grocery store so I picked up a mini key lime pie
1: you know it's actually a patty pie season it is it's to I'm so excited a
0: <laughs> so excited
2: And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. This is
1: Chris. And this is Doyen. And we have a special friend on the pod today. Uh, one of my favorite humans Yay. in the entire world.
0: Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I am Doyan's favorite human. And that's all that <laughs> needs to be said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I was just gonna call
0: you favorite human. That works <laughs> for the whole show. I'm favorite human i am not
1: because I'm drinking, so you never know. I was,
2: about to, I was about to say I'm gonna write it down. So hopefully as F-H. the drink, I will remember. So uh well we'll start with favorite human. What are you <laughs> drinking tonight, favorite human?
0: So I am drinking a London lemonade. I didn't know this was a thing. I was just looking in my fridge and trying to figure out what I can make. And I had lemonade yes. and gin and ginger beer. And apparently that is a real drink. So it Ooh. is, I think, two parts gin to one part lemonade with a splash of ginger beer. Ooh, she follows
2: recipes. Mm,
0: I a little something.
2: <laughs> you don't follow recipes like the first time you try a drink, do you?
1: Um, remember last week, the henchata. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I did it. <laughs> right, right. Well then, Zoyan, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I'm drinking a random grocery store find, but it's, okay. um, it's called Elysian, I think is the name of the brand, Puncaccino. So it's a coffee <laughs> pumpkin ale. So it's like a pumpkin spice beer.
0: <laughs> that is so much going on at once
2: at once so like are you gonna be sleepy or are you gonna be amped <laughs> like um, I don't know according to
1: last week's episode of I'm not gonna be able to sleep because I'm drinking too late so <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> poor life just continues
0: <laughs> well, what are you
1: drinking Chris
2: oh well so everybody just forgive me but you know I I backslid <laughs> So tonight Train I back am drinking drink. whiskey, <laughs> <laughs> Jack Daniels to be exact. <laughs> tonight oh, uh, I am drinking a trusty Jack and Coke. You cannot go wrong with a Jack and Coke. Oh, uh, four hours before bedtime. Yes, you can't go wrong with the Jack and Coke.
0: But I feel like we just—I did want to say, y'all.
1: Last week I was—I um, had some Hennessy left over after the episode, so the next day. I had Hennessy and Tonic, and it's really not as bad as you think it would be. It's That like refreshing.
0: terrible.
2: Night. It sounds
0: it terrible.
1: But y'all, y'all will
2: know one day. <laughs> I don't have Coke that, or Sprite in my house, so Tonic's only so that I have. So you just, when you go to the grocery store, it's like, mm, let me buy some sugar and some almond milk. Oh, and Tonic. Like, you don't get anything else? Yeah, pretty much.
1: tonic is for the alcohol and then like other I don't know I don't have a whole lot of liquid varieties in my house yeah I have water and almond milk
2: yeah every time my mom comes over she's like there's nothing to eat here but there's plenty to drink and I'm like I am here (laughs) for a good time mom (laughs) (laughs) so um how was everybody's week and weekend
1: um is you remember how like i wanted it to be fall but only in my head well (laughs) texas didn't catch that memo and so it has been like legit fall like it's like 40 no the 40 degrees is texas winter like i don't understand why it's as cold as it is but it's rainy and it's cold and i'm having to wear hats and
2: jackets my favorite time, my favorite time. What about, what about your favorite human? How's your weekend and weekend?
0: My weekend was pretty great. There was a barbecue and blues festival that happened this weekend. So uh, I saw
2: you, I saw pictures of you with the parentals.
0: Eating amazing food, getting them a little tipsy. I love it. Good times, really good times.
2: I want to move just so your parents can adopt me.
0: Yeah, I'm planning on to come hang
2: out with your parents.
0: Like my friends don't want to hang out with me anymore. They just want to go see my people and hang out at their house.
2: That's love. That's love. <laughs> <laughs> um, my weekend was okay. I I was actually, I'm feeling kind of under the weather today. And I was feeling kind of under the weather this weekend. But um, I had a great day Saturday hanging out with my g and, um, yeah, oh, I did try. So I've really been making an effort to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's not working yet, but I'm, I'm trying. So I, yeah. I have not turned off the TV, but what I did do was turn it down really low because I actually, <laughs> but no, I don't have to hear it. So I turned it down really low, and I've been sleeping with my sleep mask. Cause I have like three sleep masks. So I've been uh-huh. wearing one and I think. I do think I'm sleeping a little better, I think. How how many
0: hours of sleep do you get every night?
2: I mean, I'm (laughs)
0: going, so,
2: okay. (laughs) I will say about three to four hours, but honestly, when you calculate like how many times I get up or wake up, it's probably more like two hours. Oh my God. which Which is why I like am in a coma on the weekends. I just wanted you to try for one night, turn the TV off. I can't turn it off.
1: I can't. Even if... <laughs> so
2: no, So one Even night, you what I to did turn on
1: like a nightlight, you just turn the TV off and try. It's
2: not. It's not the light. It's like the feeling. You know, you can feel when the TV's on. And I tried to not have the TV on. I turned the TV off, and I turned on a. Uh, I played one of my like time podcasts I like to listen to at night and I put it on the timer so it would go off. And I probably woke up probably about like 10 minutes after it went off. Like I I I I, we'll talk about that at another show because we'll judge you
1: later on this because we gotta
2: you'll you'll judge (laughs) me later on another show.
1: Okay, so for this week, um This moment in Doyen's Black history, or general Blackness, um, I had a momentous update. So my friend actually sent me that movie meme again (laughs) on um, how many movies I've seen. And while Chris thought I was fibbing when I said eight, I can happily report that I have seen 17 black ass movies.
2: Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) So I am super excited. (laughs) I noticed that most of the ones that I haven't seen are the recent ones. (laughs) So I'm going to fix that. Well, we're going to fix it together.
1: We're going to fix it. We're going to watch the Black Panther.
2: I love the Black Panther. I don't care if you have seen it before. We're going to watch it. We're just going to
1: watch it. It's all good. It's (laughs) nice. So, in um, this week, we're watching The Wire, and it's like 17 more black people than I'm supposed to remember. Oh, um, but I will note that uh, I saw a young Michael
2: B. Jordan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's so I, young. <laughs>
0: I mean, like, was the episode last week, though. I think maybe mm. you just didn't notice it. You didn't notice it. Yeah.
1: Because it's like 1100 million people <laughs> on that show.
2: Don't worry. They dwindle down. Don't they work Dwindle right down. <laughs> so what did you think about uh, this week's episodes that we watched? Oh,
1: this is still too much, but I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to keep fighting a good fight, but it's a lot of people and a lot going on every single episode.
2: So, but how do you, okay. So tell me, how do you feel when <laughs> we're watching and Becca and I are like having these great moment <laughs> and we're just like oh yes oh I love him oh I forgot about him this show is awesome like what are you thinking
1: so you see y'all are like I let y'all go through that and I just lust after, after like the particular people I want to lust after so I'm like y'all are having all this <laughs> fun and I'm like oh what Harris? oh he just felt I don't lust after young Michael B. Jordan because I just can't mend with cornrows in this current stage (laughs) of my life (laughs) I'm like I'm gonna
0: let them have their fun and I will just pick up on what I want to pick up on (laughs) cool cool what I will say is that like watching this as an older adult has given me a better appreciation of this show and all the issues that it tackles just thinking about like how the police really feel about crime and just beating statistics how politics work and how cities function like it's just giving me a whole new perspective
2: yeah and I I don't think this is a spoiler or anything but it's it's interesting to go back and watch it because I forgot how crass some of their attitudes were because Mm -hmm. some of these characters do kind of grow and develop mm-hmm. and you know come into their own and so that's how i remember them i don't remember them how they were in season one in the very so, beginning yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's interesting to see how far <laughs> some of them will come i was gonna say that's like me in parks and rec but anyway <laughs> oh <my God>. so
1: <laughs> but also like i know my coworker was, um was telling me how she was watching it and she's talking about how like you know technology we have now like they didn't have that like it kind of grew with them so I think yesterday they were talking about um getting something on their pager and I was like a pager (laughs) you don't remember pagers all I remember is when I was young people would see my insulin pump and be like is that a pager (laughs) and I'm like no leave me alone (laughs) I just try to exist and live Wow, but I do remember pages. We just didn't have them, okay. And you know, being my age, like I was like seven or you know eight, nine, ten, it's like nobody really needs to contact me that um, importantly that I would need a pager. So
2: I just (laughs) wish like y'all would catch how often Dorian age shames me, like (laughs) constantly. I just age doesn't on the slick though. (laughs)
1: All the time. This is facts. Like I didn't need a
2: pager when I was seven. Like nobody needs to contact okay, me. Okay, but you keep I saying seven. seven, so it's cool. Right? <laughs> cool right. Which I did not have a pager either. But I, when I was of age, I it was still that error. But cell phone started coming. Oh. Cell phones started booming. So, you know, I wanted to be the first one at school with my own cell phone. So, you know, I had to start on them with the big wood grain Nokia. You don't know nothing about it. (laughs) You (laughs) You know, the big body Nokia. The the big body Nokia. (laughs) I would play snake in the bathroom. (laughs) You don't know (laughs) about it. (laughs) We had a family phone. Oh, my
0: God.
1: But, anyways, (laughs) (laughs) I got my cell phone in like 11th grade. Anyways, I think we have all sufficiently aged ourselves. So yes. we're going to go ahead and um, diddy pop to our pop culture section. All righty. So I know last week I was harping on disappointing white women. <laughs> so this week, um, in contrast, I would like to talk about non-disappointing white women. Let's do it. Particularly, I would like to talk about Lana Del Rey. And ha- Wait, first... She's invited to the dinner party of celebs to speak out against Kaya West. But I do want to talk about Lana Del Rey
2: and Azalea Banks and mm-hmm. what happened this week. Yes. So, first of all, Azalea just, you know, she lives to insert herself. She loves to insert herself in things. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lana. Uh, I don't know if it was a Instagram or a tweet. I don't remember. But she made the comment that Kanye was really... Oh, I'm sorry. We don't say that name. Mm-mm. Crunchy was really... My like, life. <laughs> <laughs> That he's like <laughs> being a total disservice to the culture. And, you know, that it was a really sad day and blah, blah, blah. And so Azalea decided to pop herself out and... Mm basically oh you don't have the right and you as a white woman cannot speak on black men and x y and z x y and z and uh, micah says Lana said pull up because <laughs> <laughs> she's like you don't want it with me <laughs> did y'all see the tweets wait yes yeah, she did
1: but the funniest tweet okay. was like when she was like, I'll fight him too. And I was like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, let me tell you, I have you been ever <laughs> since then. I have been repeatedly, like every now and again, I'll just say to myself in my head, I will n- I will not not fuck you up. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> She's like, I will not not fuck you up. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over this. <laughs> it really is and it (laughs) it makes me feel it makes me feel better about loving Lana because you know you know that I have a love for um sad girl sad in general just sadness I love sad white girl angsty music because (laughs) I like to be sad while I'm sad so it just (laughs) makes me feel better to be sad while I'm sad (laughs) Listen, there's nothing better than listening to a good sad song while you're already sad so that you can properly cry. And I love it. And I'm so glad my sis did not let me down. So our next topic was um, Vic Mensa. And honestly, when I was
1: looking at the episode comments or notes, I was like, first I was like, who's Vic Mensa? And then (laughs) I was like, does this have to do with the genius test? And oh I did, oh, <laughs> I did <no>. some googling. <laughs> I did some strong Googling and um, actually, actually watched the Instagram video of his apology. And um, I don't know, like, I felt like his opinion seemed valid because he was actually taking a stance against abuse. Um, and I felt like, you know, he did apologize. I feel like he was reading from a screen prompter, but more than likely he probably just wrote out his apology and
0: wanted to read it as such.
2: <laughs> yeah. But Becca, what did y'all think about it all? Yeah, that? I want to I wanna know what Becca thought about it.
0: Let me tell you, I am here for Vic. I feel and I have felt some type of way about Extentation or however you pronounce his name. Um, I think it's
2: XS- XXX X, X, Tentation. I practiced it's a lot. <laughs> okay. It is. It is, and I've been drinking.
0: <laughs> well, him, I I have felt a way about him and his death, and just been trying to really process feeling sad and sorrow that somebody has passed, but also not yeah. mourning that person because they were just a really shitty human. Um, and so for Vic to just say. I'm really sorry this person passed, but I'm not going to just put him on a pedestal and make him be this really great person when he treated women horribly. I I appreciate I appreciated his response. I really do. I felt it was a nice balance between respecting someone who had passed, but also not condoning and approving their behavior.
2: Yeah his apology was that his mother had to witness that and for people who don't know the ciphers for the hip-hop awards are recorded sometimes even maybe a couple of months ahead of the awards so he didn't know that old boy's mom was going to be there and i think Mm -hmm. that it was appropriate for him to say because some people were like well, he just sounds like a hypocrite. I don't think he sounds like a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. I think I think he did the right thing in saying he didn't mean any disrespect to his mom. Now, where I do take a little pause is, so Vic had an ongoing, uh, I don't want to say beef, but he and X were not friends and that's fine. So I saw a clip of the cipher and he I feel like the point could have been made without saying X's name, especially when Vic himself had allegations. He has grown from that and, and has worked on himself from that situation, but it, he could have pointed himself out. Like I, I didn't see it necessary to call X's name, just make your point. And, and the point is great. And I agree with the point and I agree with him wholeheartedly because it really bothered me how, when X was still living, how people were, we're just going to ignore the fact that we saw a video of him beat this girl upside her head. We literally literally beat her upside her head at his concert in front of like thousands of people. This wasn't a secret. This wasn't somebody secretly recording them. This was out in the public. And so it really did bother me that other artists that I do like decided to just ignore that. Mm-hmm. But I just felt that I, I just felt that he could have made that point without mentioning X's name. But at, at any rate, I do appreciate him for standing his ground and saying, hey, this is not cool. This is not okay. I'm gonna stand for what's right and for issuing that apology to his mom.
1: So the next topic we had, um, is super exciting. So we found out (laughs) that our black British princess uh, is with child. (laughs) And I was super excited. So um, unfortunately for Megan, maybe not unfortunately, but it's just what's gonna happen. But you know, the one drop rule applies. So not (laughs) only are we claiming her (laughs) as a black princess, but we're claiming the baby, so we're going to have a black-ass royal baby. And I am so excited. We're going to have a baby shower trap brunch just to commence oh, this. I'm yes! so excited. It's going to be so high. <laughs>
2: like, it's <laughs> our, our black
1: royalty baby. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm
2: so excited. I'm ready to see that baby bump. Yes. I, yes. yes.
1: But also, like not just them because you know they're rich and they have no problems but i've always just kind of like wondered like how you come to the conclusion that like as soon as you get married you want to have a baby like i feel like i need a like a little bit of a break (laughs) but i feel like as i get older i probably won't want much more of a break before i try for a kid you know do y'all ever think about
0: that but i feel like kate got pregnant really fast after her wedding too Kate Middleton it seemed like it happened really fast
1: somebody told me that there was like certain rules like you have to get pregnant in a certain
2: time I believe but I I don't know
1: I didn't read that
2: I do think that probably applied to Kate because her child is the would be the actual heir behind if am i getting that right i don't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so i think it probably was yeah. some pressure on her but also they've just been doing it and sometimes you get pregnant when you be doing it and that's <laughs> just how it happens oh really I didn't
0: sometimes huh
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know freshly married all excited i just want her mom to like move in and help with the baby and be all i cute. want her dad
1: to stop being a diva uh-huh. <laughs> and try to get attention from
2: TMZ. Like, I just want him to like be quiet. I wish you could have seen my eyes because I really thought you were about to say, I just want her dad to move there. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes, I looked at this microphone like, I know she does. Or why?
1: He didn't even show it to the wedding. I, but, anyways, but we're super happy and excited for Yay. the official baby of the pod. For the moment. (laughs) We have a few more other babies, but we just we're excited about that one. So our next topic is about um another white woman, uh, particularly a Democrat white woman. So Elizabeth Warren, she released her DNA results and she released it partially because of Trump and I like to blame things on Trump anyways, but Trump was like, "Hey, um, prove that you're any part Native American, and I'll donate a million dollars to your favorite charity." Everybody knows he's not going to give that money to right. the charity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the The Cherokee tribe that she was a uh, that the DNA company said she was a part of was like, "We don't know her." <laughs> <laughs>
0: They, they like, literally carried her.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're basically like the gif from Mean Girls. They're like, why are you so obsessed with me? And I was just like, uh... But, to be fair, like, I've heard from a lot of people who took the DNA test. It was like, um, from family lore, we always said that we had Native American in our blood, but then we took the test, and again, the DNA DNA." Is like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> and part of it is, I don't know, I feel like a lot of Americans, both on the black and white side, are obsessed with, like, the notion or having mm-hmm. the narrative of having uh-huh. Native American in them. But yeah. also, I think their DNA, like, pool is only as good as people who take their DNA tests. And I don't feel like, on average, African, I mean, Native American people are taking a test as much as everybody else. So they don't really have DNA to compare it to. They
0: don't. It was, and actually I was reading an article today that was talking about how a lot of Native Native Americans like intentionally declined to participate. Right. Um, So there really is no way of knowing. And then I was also reading, I can't remember if it was in the Atlantic or... USA Today, because I spent a good bit of time reading up on Elizabeth Warren and these shenanigans today. But one of them was talking about how with this specific DNA test, it can't even tell you if you're native to like North America, Central America, or South America, you're just a native of one of the Americas. Of the whole it continent, is, <laughs> right? <a> whole continent. <laughs> so you're, you're literally just from somewhere. You're just from somewhere, <laughs> and it was also saying that, like, most or the average European American or white American has about point one eight percent Native American in their genetic makeup because, of hmm, that. <laughs> and so basically, Elizabeth Warren's findings are kind of in line with that. She would be anywhere from yeah. like one and a half percent to 0.1 percent anyway. Yeah. So this, even,
2: even before her taking the test, she just kind of kept bringing it up a little more or talking about it more than I would have liked for her to. And so mm-hmm. I'm probably cutting her a lot more slack than I would someone else. I'm going to be honest about it. So I, I'm gonna say that as long as she stops this, now that she's heard from the Cherokee Nation and she's heard them say, "Listen, this is disrespectful." If she drops it, I'm I'm gonna be cool. But if she keeps this up, then I don't know. I guess
1: I was. If just she wondering... keeps this up, I just want her to actually do things that impact Native American people better. You know, like because at the end of the day, like it's hard out here for a black person. Is really hard out here for a native american person and yeah. they uh suffer from
0: so much other health issues than we do even
1: <laughs> you know and so it's like put your money where your mouth is i yeah. guess i
0: just wanted to know like what was her end goal like what result was she ex- expecting or anticipating afterwards? i have no idea like was she expecting yeah. to just get this huge like influx of support from like democrats what I, I just don't get, I don't get I it. I have
2: a no idea, none. But I yeah. hope she drops it and lets it go.
0: To
1: some extent, like, um, I do feel like Trump partially antagonized her to even take this step. But uh, Trump is Trump. So, at the same time, because of what uh, the Cherokee Nation said, he's right. using that as additional, like, fire fuel to the fire right. to insult her. So. The next topic just cracks me up. Finally, after a million billion years. Joggers? Uh, <laughs> Joggers. <laughs> if you watch Real Housewives, I'm pretty sure season one, or like very early in
0: the show. It's so shady. Sheree.
1: <laughs> Sheree said she was coming out with a brand called She by Sheree. <laughs> And I guess last season, because, you know, she has her jailbait and she just stopped dressing like a normal human, she decided that she by Sheree was going to be joggers. (laughs) Um, Joggers? (laughs)
2: Joggers. (laughs) When are y'all going to make your order? Okay. Let me read to you
1: verbatim. (laughs) Did you just ignore me? (laughs) Let me read to you verbatim my notes on this subject. I said underwhelming like when a guy help hypes up his sex game and it ends up being trash i'm not wow. going to spend a lot on sweats websites looks cheap next up, <laughs> oh but it's she by sharae she put scriptina in the video <laughs> you knew, you knew as soon as i saw that scriptina font that i was not buying anything. <laughs>
2: listen Doyen has me being the biggest font snob. And I don't even know what I'm looking at half the time. I'm just like, "Mm mm-mm, Doyen would not like that. Mm -mm." (laughs) Mm-mm. So uh, when will y'all buy overpriced joggers? Because
0: I won't be. Well, you know, I'm the experimenter (laughs) of the group. I feel like y'all send me to explore other podcasts and take the risk for the team so I am definitely down to check out these yeah. uh,
1: to be fair I don't believe in spending a lot on sweatpants I will
2: buy mine from
1: Walmart and <laughs> call it a day like I it's just like it's not like my premiere going out clothes so I don't really have to spend a lot
2: listen I slippants. love a cute athleisure <laughs> outfit get you some cute joggers and my green peacoat and I am gone. I'm good for the winter. <laughs> I don't know about
1: that. Um, <laughs> I might wear leggings but not peacoat joggers. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Next subject I will go to moderately. I don't know. I don't know if I can call her disappointing in this like current topic.
2: I'm not going to but... give her any credit for anything. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: it's kind of <laughs> neutrally disappointing white women.
2: So, mm-hmm. so
1: Taylor Swift, after she finished her entire tour where, like, 97% of her fans, no, nah, I want to say 97, let's say 53% of her fans.
0: Oh, are, shade.
1: Um, <laughs> are strongly mother. <laughs> but, um, after Taylor Swift received all of these tour coins, she decided to come out and use her platform to tell people to register to vote, preferably to vote for the Democratic candidate in Tennessee. And no matter how we, how we feel about Taylor Swift, at the end of the day, she was impactful. So in the state of Tennessee, they had 2,811 voter registrations in the month of September. The day that Taylor Swift posted, they had 2,144 voter registrations. Oh, wow. <laughs> so whether or not, wow. like no matter what you want to say about her, like she has impact.
2: <laughs> she gets <Yeah>. to be
1: <laughs> at least in the state of Tennessee.
2: <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I it, it gave me a nice tickle to see her say that. And I mm-hmm. thought it was great for the cause. I still don't like her. Yeah.
1: And I, I'm kind of,
2: yeah, because
1: there's so many times and places where she just, I group her in the group of like
2: white feminists, like Lena Dunham, Ex- exactly, um, exactly. And Because that's what I was just about to say. She's not, she's not taking a stand against um, the policies and politics of Republicans and what it means for people like us. She is taking a stand on behalf of white feminism because of the president. If it, if it wasn't him, or if he had not done, if he had not made fun of Dr. Ford, she probably would have never came forward and made that statement.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I am excited that like it's really weird. I think our issue as Democrats is like we're literally trying to fight. We're constantly fighting for people to vote. <laughs> you know, like Republicans yeah. show up all the time during midterms. You know, you could vote for the next cheese director, and they're going to be there. Well, but all the Democrats vote. is
2: like it's. Con- <laughs> Older people vote and most of them are Republican and they they're not gonna miss it. And
1: so like now we're trying to really like galvanize like minority votes or try to galvanize young votes and things like that. And um in a way I feel like this midterm, I I remember on another podcast I was listening to, Fake the Nation, they were talking about uh this election is literally like go vote or I will not be your friend. Yes. And I'm glad that it's finally like that. You know, like the Democrats are really trying to like really fight and turn this midterm election. So, anyways, okay. that's all the time that I'm going to spend talking about Taylor Swift in my life. Yes, so, indeed. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. uh We wanted to talk about. We read an article with USA Today, and basically, actually, no, it was not USA Today. It was AP. But uh, basically, they were talking about um, the legal ramifications or like the legal ability to adopt children who their parents have been deported um, through Trump's zero tolerance policy.
2: So what did y'all think about that article? Oh, man. Becca, what did you think? (sighs) (laughs)
0: do i have to go first i'm the guest oh no i
2: can i can go first i'll go first um so i was gonna start off with just briefly giving you my phone was acting crazy as i was trying to pull up my notes so before we even get into this i just want to briefly tell you what the un's definition of genocide is of course it's killing members of a group causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of a group, imposing measures intended to prevent births within a group. And the last, this is like a six part definition, but the last part of the definition is forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. So I just want that to sit Mm. in your head while we talk Mm. about this. So basically their whole in um, the laws that have allowed custody of children uh, whose parents have been deported to be awarded to American families. And the AP says that basically, we don't even know the half, like they went through a lot of records, and they found where several children have been permanently, and in some cases, legally, taken from their families um, and adopted by American families. One of the reports really focuses on this little girl, Alexa. So, and I just want to, I'm, I'm only going to mention her because I'm assuming she's a young child because she was separated from her mom for 15 months. And once they were reunited, she didn't even really know who her mom was, she wanted to come back to America. 15 months is a long time for a small child. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't eat. She wouldn't play. She wouldn't do anything. And I don't know about you guys, but I've seen some of the footage on TV when these kids are reunited with their parents and it's like they don't know them. Even if it's, even if it's just for a month or two, that is a long time for a small child. Mm-hmm. And so basically... What happened was um, this group, the Bethany Christian Services, mm. um, <clears throat> they swooped in, and, and so they're supposed to serve as foster parents, but what they did was they snuck and legally adopted these children. The well, they adopt this particular child was legally adopted, and it was overturned by the federal government, but not before the family that adopted her sued the government because they say, Oh, if we release her, she's going to go back into, see this is what mm, this is what gets me. Mm-hmm. If we, if we let her go, she's going to go back into a bad situation where they uh-huh. were trying to escape. So if you recognize it was a bad situation where they were trying to escape, because when her mom came here, she applied for asylum if you if mm-hmm. you recognize that and you understand that why are you denying them mm-hmm. asylum mm-hmm. And so I did a little research on Bethany Christian services and mm-hmm. there's actually one like not too far from where I live I did not know that but we've all seen we've all seen these billboards especially if you live in the South you've seen these billboards that are like are you pregnant? scared call will help. And basically what these groups do, if you're a young, especially if you're a young girl and you see this, you think, okay, somebody's going to help me, give me all of my options. No, basically what they do is coerce you to have your baby and give it to them. And they Mm -hmm. have a, according to the AP, they have a history of coercive adoptions. Um, So yeah, this has been going on for a while. And it's just really, really sad, and I'm really surprised- oh, I guess I shouldn't be, but I was kind of surprised that it hasn't been covered more, yeah, I mean, Sally,
1: with this world's like especially right now with this presidency, um nothing hits the news for long, like it's just there's a new scandal after scandal and scandal, mm-hmm. and it's like literally like people have forgotten about these kids, even though. It continues to be a um, negative situation for these kids. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it just blows my mind that like they literally are like, it's not bad enough for you to seek asylum, but it's bad enough for us to take your kids. Right. But on a funny note, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> you know, I try to have like some comedic um, relief. I I had a book. I think I bought it soon after college called things white people like and mm. <laughs> and they were talking about like adopting a kid of another ethnicity
0: <laughs> oh they love
1: because <laughs> they, they i like, think about like brad pitt and angelina jolie and they are mm-hmm. the united shades of benetton kids like
2: you know like it's just fun and exotic if you know it's they, like an accessory oh. it's like we're an accessory yeah. look at me and my black baby mm-hmm. Right.
1: That was like I just thought it was funny. I mean, it's not that funny in actual life, but it well, was funny in the book. <laughs> ha,
2: it's ha-ha funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, yeah, it just... It breaks my heart. Like, literally, the 0 tallest response keeps getting sadder and sadder. And even, sadder like, and I know uh, his wife, Melania, is like, well, this is really messed up. But she obviously cannot help push change when her husband is like, you know... Doing the worst
2: (laughs) at all times. Becca, what did you think when you saw this?
0: So I had to go back and start doing some research because I remembered like the name Bethany Christian Services. Like it just sounded so familiar. And they are just a problematic agency. (laughs) Like they have been doing Mm -hmm. really just bigoted shit for a very long time. Yep. Yeah, and this is just another thing to add to the list of of problematic things that they do in the name of Christianity. And I think that's what's I, so troubling to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole notion of like these pro life people. Like I get that like Yeah, like babies are future humans, but I don't think it's beneficial. To only care about the fetus as a fetus and not care about the human.
2: They that don't care. What a lot
1: of these evangelicals.
2: They don't are care <laughs> about. Yeah, it's like about that's about control. It's about controlling us. It's about controlling. And I wish, I wish women, specifically white women, would recognize that they don't care nothing about you. This is about controlling your body your and decisions body. that you make for your body. If you care so much about a life, care about it when it gets here because Black lives right. matter. Like, you know, save <laughs> this baby, but kill him in the street when he's born. It's all good. Right. As soon
1: they, as they, they don't care. <laughs> as soon as this baby pops out, they're like, oh, don't care anymore. Don't care anymore. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need any health care. <laughs>
0: right. I just don't understand what is men's fat, like, fascination with women's bodies. i do not. know. I just don't get that. I see my body every day and I'm like, it's all right, but (laughs) (laughs) why are you trying so hard to control it? I I I do not understand. Rebecca, I I don't know
2: about you, but I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. I'm kinda
1: in the middle of the team. Every day I see things like it's okay. <laughs> like, they're there. I like them, but like it's nothing to like ruin the world over. Cause even like World War I was like over a woman. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, that's not really necessary. But hey,
0: we just I, need to invite, or not we, y'all should invite one of your guy friends onto an episode so we can get um, a very nice male perspective on. Titties. what is men's fascination oh. with women's bodies?
2: <laughs> but <do you> think, <laughs> or <is> that? <laughs> but do you think that a first of all do you think men are capable of really like putting that into words into thought do you think they're <laughs> capable of digging that deep and do you think that black men view the female form in the same way that a white man would Cause I think if I ask God, okay, God said that, that I deal with. Yeah. Like if I ask them, "What's your fascination?" I'm not comfortable saying the words. That
0: <laughs> I feel like I have some I pretty progressive
1: I mean, I need to have like the opinions of a MAGA white man. Like, why do you care if I have access to birth control? <laughs>
2: like, right. and I don't
1: know any of those. <laughs> I try not to know any of
2: those, at least. Exactly. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know them, but we ain't friends. Yeah, we ain't friends.
1: <laughs> we but ain't been friends
2: good. since November That's a good point. That's a good point. We do need to get some male perspective on that.
0: I feel like we have some pretty progressive guy friends that could give a nice perspective. Yeah, We'll see. We'll figure it out.
1: Shout <laughs> so, out to our progressive on- guy
0: friends. Yeah, yeah, shut out.
1: Hashtag progressive pod friends. Um, now it's time for our poor life decision of this week. And since Chris picked it, I'm going to let her start off talking about it.
2: What, what, what? Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I picked the topic of mantras um, because I have felt for some time now that I really need to find a way to de-stress. and I think Becca knows that I've had like a yoga mat. I bought a brand new yoga mat like a year ago and I still haven't been to yoga yet. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and the yoga center where I live is like free. It's just donation based. Oh, still- wow. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. wait like, <laughs> do you like, have me
1: all how much yoga costs in Dallas? Man, you, can- listen. you can go to yoga
2: for free and you haven't You're <laughs> not going
0: to free yoga.
2: Listen, and it's at the Holistic Center, which like Mm -hmm. I really, and that's why I chose that place because I mean, I do belong to a gym and I could go to yoga there, but I wanted to go at the Holistic Center because I wanted mantras to be a part of my yoga. Like I didn't, I mean, I know that I've done hot yoga before, which was very uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I know that it's a great workout, but I really want to do it more so for just learning how to center myself and quiet my mind
1: yeah
2: um i'll
1: start off with saying that yoga is not quieting to my mind at all right now so um it's just i'll get into a position and i'm like oh this part of my body hurts (laughs) and then they're like get into this new position i'm like oh that hurts too (laughs) like yoga is not really that relaxing to me because I'm very inflexible. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow.
2: So, um, I looked at, did a little research, looked at several, um, articles talking about mantras and basically there are like three different types that it gave me. So there's your mantra in meditation, which is supposed to promote stillness and silence. Um, Do you do that, Doyen, when you meditate? Like,
1: right now I'm doing sleep meditations, and (laughs) just literally the goal
2: is to get me to sleep. So... (laughs) I just like to pick on Doyen with her meditation because she doesn't like to take deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Listen,
1: so the thing about it is just, it's just hard to be still, and so like, last week, my boyfriend and I did a meditation together, he was like, this is the first time I heard you be quiet for like, more than a minute mm. when you're not asleep
2: <laughs> i have never had a meditation with a guy and that sounds really sweet
0: it does <laughs> it really does
2: so enough, when you I guess. <laughs> when you practice your mantra doing meditation during meditation it's mm. all about repeating uh, your mantras or your phrase silently over and over during your meditation. So it's to kind of help you transcend your mind. And um, a lot of this particular type of mantra, people are given their personal mantra. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember seeing an interview with uh, 50 Cent and Oprah and he was (laughs) telling me, no, Oh, he was telling Oprah that he oh see i don't wanna I don't wanna lie, but he went somewhere where I was impressed <laughs> i don't wanna I don't wanna say he i wanna say he met the Dalai Lama, but I could be lying, but he <laughs> met he went somewhere and met someone that impressed me, and anyway, he was given a personal mantra and he does mm-hmm. it every day during his meditation. Now, I find it hard to believe that he meditates every day due to his shenanigans. But you know, <laughs> maybe maybe he's just doing it for laughs, for shits and giggles. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the next type of mantra they talked about was your mantra in yoga. And that is specifically for setting an intention. And um they gave a suggestion of saying things like, I am strong, I am focused, I let go things like that. And you repeat them to yourself. This, this one again is silently during your movement to help keep and focused. Do you do this when you practice yoga, Becca? You're my yoga expert, by the way.
0: So sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It depends on like what I'm going to yoga for. Like I go to some yoga classes just to work out. And with those, I'm not really thinking about a mantra. But when I'm going to yoga, just for the purpose of doing yoga, I usually do have a mantra and it's usually just to like, inhale peace and exhale doubt. And I will just say that throughout the entire course as I'm like breathing in for a pose and breathing out.
1: I will say my mantra is usually I am ready for shabasana. Oh my God. (laughs) You're ready for what? Shavasana, which is the last pose where you lay down on the floor. Oh, See? Also like child's pose. like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah. Try it. laughs> I'm not well, mad at that though because sometimes your body needs rest and you need to respect when your body is telling you to rest. Yeah.
1: I remember like one of our other pod friends told us um, hopefully we'll have her at some point then she did like Shavasana for like two hours and she literally was just crying and getting it all out now that is a little bit much for me because I just can't sit down for two hours to do anything mm-hmm. but um, but the fact that she, was, she relaxed her body and allowed her mind to like work through whatever she needed to do was kind of dope I probably should do that instead of avoiding my emotions.
2: See, I, I mm. really need to do that. Cause I've never, I don't think I've <laughs> ever done that in life. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever just <laughs> been still and let my mind do what it needs to do. Let my body do yeah. what it needs to do. That- so
0: I think that at the end of this episode, we should just take five minutes and just do nothing and check back in with each other at the end of those five minutes and see what happens. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. Listen, don't, don't, look, I will rise to the occasion, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I but
1: will that, settle to the occasion. because <laughs> <don't, laughs> I oh my God. It, It's like, I have to just like, calm my brain down and think about one
2: thing. It's going to be a lot, But I will do it. Listen, I know we're talking about mantras right now, but I have to say this. So, one thing that I love about Becca and Doyen, Becca has taught me to be kind to myself and to listen to what my body and my mind says. And Doyen has taught me to rebel it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> Like it doesn't matter what they say if that's not what you want to do but no I mean that in a good way like you've really taught me to like it doesn't matter what they say if that's not what you want to do screw them <laughs> <laughs> mm. so anyway <laughs> back to our mantra so the last and which according to this article is the last one it's the one that i really want to get into but i'm afraid that my old brain won't handle it so the last one is the the sacred language of sanskrit i'm sorry my words are just jumbled up because of jack daniels um (laughs) (laughs) but uh when we look at the sacred language of sanskrit it's basically just getting to getting to the root of it all and understanding that this type of mantra at its core is the basis of all religious traditions, scriptures, and prayers. And we're all familiar with the um, and I'm sure I'm not saying that right, but um, um <laughs> yeah, but um that particular utterance is said to contain every sound that has Ever been made, and that ever that ever will be made, mm-hmm. and I know doesn't that give you comfort? Man, mm-hmm. that gives you comfort. And so, at the end of the day, this type of mantra is just designed to bring you back to simplicity. And I love that because life is complicated, and I need to get back to simplicity. Yeah, um, there was a podcast, not a podcast, TED Talk
1: I listened to about uh, the paradox of choice and the fact that, like, when we have more choices, it gets even more overwhelming and stressful, so, like, nowadays, uh, that was a big thing where the iPhone started out of is, like, literally one button rolled the the phone, (laughs) and so, Mm -hmm. um, we just, like, nowadays, we crave simplicity um, in our lives because there's just so many options.
2: Yes, and I I don't like having to make a lot of choices. Yeah. And I find myself now like really regretting that I did not savor my time as a child when I did not have to make my own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> so um and neuroscience so we we've talked about the three types of mantras. Neuroscience has now been able to say they've been able to quantify that mantras effectively reduce brain clutter and distractions. So like they, you know, hook those little sensors up uh, to somebody's head, have them do the mantras and they've been able to quantify that this really does work. Um, Which means a lot because I think people often look at um, just the practice of mindfulness as a pseudoscience. So I think it's important that we actually have concrete evidence proof that yes, this does work to help make us more mindful. Um, So one of the articles that I looked at had um, a list of 21 positive mantras. And of course, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I did want to give like a couple of my favorites, but you all can go first. Um, Becca, do you have any Mantras that are like your favorites or your go-tos?
0: I actually do. And it's a mantra that I've been saying since I moved here. So since 2011, um, and really whenever I'm feeling super, super overwhelmed and stressed, it's the one I always go back to. And it's, I already am. I always was. And I still have time to be. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Oh, man. Man, that is
2: amazing.
1: Yeah, it's very close to like what my, I guess, affirmation is where Mm -hmm. I do see that um, I say I'm becoming the woman that I'm meant to be. And Mm. so like just knowing that like I have everything in me to become who I am wanting to be in the future. (laughs) So I like that. I love that. As far as our lists went, um, one of the ones that I super loved was nothing that is truly meant for me will ever miss me. Yes. Because Mm. I have so much anxiety about missing out on certain things that is what is meant for me. So knowing that, like, um, that in general um, will still make its way to me and I don't Mm. have to force it, it's just going to happen. Yeah. Um, Another one that's not really listed here, but that I usually uh, think of in times of um, adversity is um, nothing and no one can harm me. And so Mm -hmm. the notion of like every single situation in my life is teaching me and preparing me for the next. And so even if people are out to harm, harm me, I'm still learning how to work through that and set myself up for the next thing.
2: Oh, wow. Did you have any (laughs) others that stood out, Becca?
0: No. I didn't read the article.
2: (laughs) Listen, I mean, you are the resident um, yogi, so it's like the most zen (laughs) human
1: in our
0: lives. (laughs) It's taken a lot of just, excuse my language and apologies for cursing on your blog. uh, Or your podcast. I'm sorry. We curse also. Yeah. It has taken going through a lot of fuckery, mostly fuckery that I have brought up on myself to Mm. get to this place of zen.
2: Yeah. Mm. Well, um, in looking over the list, there was one that stood out to me because it is something that I often tell myself and I didn't know that this, I mean, I guess anything you tell yourself is a mantra, but it is, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. I've had to tell myself that a lot um, career-wise when things didn't go the way that I wanted them to go. And I've always been able to look back and see how it worked in my benefit. And when there were positions that I didn't get when I felt like I should have, I've always been able to look back and see, oh my God, they're going through X, Y, and Z now. That could have been me. So that's one thing that I always... Try to remind myself and also I remind myself of that because I always that's always a part of my prayer is to be where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to do. So I just have to remind myself that even when I don't like it in a situation, this is where God wants me to be right now. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. um, the other one that stood out to me, so part of why I've been really trying to focus on getting my sleep schedule back together is so that I can get my morning routine back together. Mm. And, um, I try to, I used to meditate every morning. Now it's down to me trying to steal away a few moments in my office in the morning to meditate. And I don't want to do that. I want to do it before I leave my home sipping my hot lemon water and I want to get back to doing that so one of the um, mantras that I saw that I will definitely start using in the morning is everything is happening for me not to me and that's something that I have Mm -hmm. oh that's a
0: good one
2: I, I have to remind myself a lot of times that a it ain't about me even if this is even if I feel like something is happening to me it is happening so that I can learn and affect someone else. It doesn't have anything to do with me. When some when I feel I'm being mistreated, when I feel like I'm going through something that I don't deserve to go through, it's just so that I can be a blessing to the next person. It's not about me. So that kind of helped put it into perspective a little better to see that it's happening for me and not to me. And that yeah. also helps give me a sense of control because I I I <laughs> I am very controlling and more so with things that have to do with me than anything else. Like I don't try to control another person, but I, I will, I will lose my shit if I feel like I don't have control over my life. And so that helps me to feel like I do have some control in this. Things aren't just happening to me all willy nilly. Right. So, yeah. Monsters. So, um,
1: to wrap it up we will post um our articles about mantras um in the podcast notes but just take time to just repeat one over and over to yourself there's a lot of science behind it that things start to manifest and you start to increase your confidence in yourself and act with more confidence out in this world yeah so the next section uh, will be our drinks section. Drinks like D R A N K S, not drinks. <laughs> oh, you mean drink, drink, like drink, drink. <laughs> so, um,
2: who wants to buy the first drink? Well, I think Becca should go first, even though she is not a guest. I don't know why she's saying that. Okay. <laughs> right you guys will hear from her um, quite often she is a part of
1: like literally I think when we came up with the name of this podcast it was a group text a year ago <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> she is part of the manifestation of this podcast anyway So it's kind of like you know when your friend comes to your house the second time and your mom's like you're not a guest just go to the fridge right, <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> Exactly. So you're not
0: a guest. So you're going first. (laughs) Oh, well, I wanted to give my two drinks, um, two shots to you two wonderful ladies for letting me join you. I am very grateful to be able to call you friends and sisters and texting buddies. And I'm really excited for this new journey that y'all have started on. And thank you for just letting me be a part. So cheers to y'all.
1: No. Thanks. I please feel don't give blind. me shots. I'm 30. <laughs> please just give me a drink. Okay. <laughs> However, I actually wanted to buy you a drink. What? I was going to buy you uh gin and apparently lavender soda that we cannot find on the lavender internet right soda. Now.
2: <laughs> If y'all yes. know where we can find lavender soda, please drop please us a comment. <laughs> let us. Know. Twitter, IG, let us know.
1: Please, anyway, but um, because you are um, you're just such a life affirming person, and um, I'm happy to do life with you. So we've been friends since high school, <laughs> and I just
0: yeah, feel like <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> right, like forever, ever, like it's like you and Harry Potter and Van are like my long <laughs> life, like <laughs> things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I'm gonna buy a drink well f- I cannot tell you the feeling that I got when I heard you say I am happy to do life with you like that's amazing I love y'all okay.
1: All the heels. <laughs> All the like
2: Emotional. <laughs> so I am going to buy a drink for my dear sweet friend Amanda uh Amanda is really sweet um And I worry her to death. I probably get on her very last nerves. Uh, She works in the office with me. She's actually my secretary. And so um, I know that I am not the easiest person to work with or definitely to work under, but she deals with me. She's learned me so quickly. She tries to keep everyone and everything away from me that may throw my day off. So hats off to her for that. And this morning I came in and she had a cute little bag sitting on my desk and I appreciate it so much. So I think it's important to tell people thank you. Um, I just remembered something. Can you explain to
1: us how you end up being a Rick Don't Go girl? Being a what? A Rick Don't Go girl.
2: listen, listen, (laughs) listen. (laughs) <laughs> okay, listen, it wasn't it wasn't like that. So there's a bit of an age difference between me and these <laughs> girls. Just a couple years, just a couple years. But, oh, no. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't
0: join. Don't go there.
2: When I was on the yard, we used to take our music to the radio station to get it mixed for the Greek show. And it was, and I just want to say that we were the first ones to start doing that, and then everybody else started doing it, and then they started charging. But anyway, my line sister and I went to get our music done, and one of the head DJs there, <laughs> Rick the Magic Man Mason, <laughs> he used to have this. This drop that would play like, uh, you know, during his set, and it'd be these different girls just saying, no, no. "Rick, what?" I might say you had to say it. I'm not gonna say it like that, but please do, please. I can't because I'm laughing. I can't, I can't. (laughs) So it was these, it was different girls and they would just say, Rick, please don't go. Rick, don't go. But it was like, but y'all, it was like, Rick, don't go. Please don't go. (laughs) They were like, Rick, (laughs) please don't go. (laughs) (laughs) And he asked my line sister and I, would we record the drop? And how are we, which now he did have a bunch of groupies that were like rick's angels i was what? not i was not a rick's angel <laughs> i mean he did this for us for every greek show for free so i felt like i mean what was the big deal rick don't go. <laughs> so it was like it was like rick please don't go
1: <laughs> oh no it was not like that that's <laughs> that is classy
2: it was definitely what he did wasn't that it was definitely to be and it was supposed to be like, you know, girls, ask me, please don't go. And yeah, so that was it. That's how I became, that's how I got the drop for Rick the Magic Man. Mm,
0: mm,
2: mm. Rick don't go, girl. <laughs> I can't believe you brought
1: that up. <laughs> um, that was because our awesome Twitter followers asked for that. And so <laughs> Just want y'all to know that we do pay attention to our comments, our tweets, um, DMs, um, iTunes reviews. And so if y'all would love to hear more from us and just want us to answer your questions, feel free to comment or review or tweet us so that you can hear more from us. So our Twitter account is PLD our Instagram is poor life decision one decision because we're fixing fixing our decisions one at a time one at a time <laughs> Please, please don't forget to uh, review us on iTunes and we' would definitely um, we might start reading these reviews on iTunes just so y- y'all
0: know that we're looking at it and we super love y'all.
2: Yes. Becca, do you want to say anything?
0: This has been so much fun. I hope y'all <laughs> will let me come back and chat with y'all again. Oh,
2: totally. You're
1: coming back Girl, whenever you want? I know that's real. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for joining us another week. Don't forget to talk to us as we talk back.
1: Bye. Yes. Uh, what
2: happened to She by Sheree? Johners. Excuse me, joggers. It's more lifestyle. Uh, he's talking about your, your clothing line, Sheba Are you bringing it into Oh, so if so
1: I'm right going it, to wear uh, it, you're on right clear